Good afternoon, planet Earth. Good afternoon to those people now orbiting Venus. Good afternoon to the people in submarines looking for a cheeseburger. It's Sunday, March the 13th, 2022. Can you believe it? Yes, it's March the 13th, 2022, in the age and time of Bull Blimptock. There are creatures traveling through space towards the planet Earth. We owe them money. They gave us high technology when they crashed their fucking spaceship. They gave us the transistor and the silicon chip. They gave us cocaine. They gave us online porn. They gave us all kinds of porn. And they're coming for payback. Yes, their spaceships are out there. Traveling, you know, at the speed of light. Almost here, fucker. Yeah, it is Sunday, March the 13th, 2022. These are strange, strange, weird times. About, yeah, would it be two years ago? No, it'd be more like three years ago. In early 2019, I warned of the screwbilly. I warned of the great discontinuity. I said it would be crazy. And I also said, best case scenario, it's simply the collapse of the dollar empire. And when I say simply the collapse of the dollar empire, there's nothing fucking simple about it. Because when it goes down the tubes, it's going to take a lot of motherfuckers with it. And a lot of people are going to get pissed off when they, under when they really understand how they've been taken advantage of. A lot of people are wealthy on paper. Soon the paper will be worthless. A lot of people are rich in terms of real estate. And if you live in a city, <laughs> soon that's going to be worthless. I mean, I, I think shelter is always worth something. To have a house, a place that you can rest your head, a place secure from the outside world where coyotes won't tear you apart in the darkness of that cold, cold night. Having shelter is wonderful. But was it ever intended to be a pyramid scheme? Well, I don't know. Do you think food should be a pyramid scheme or breathing oxygen should be a pyramid scheme? I think the answer to all of the above is no. 
when it comes to the, the foundation of Maslow's hierarchy, one could make a compelling argument that turning those things into financialized pyramid schemes is self-destructive and insane. Yeah, you'll have a lot of homes worth three million bucks, and you'll have three million homeless people. Yeah, you'll have a lot of homes worth five million bucks, and now there's 15 million homeless people. So what happened? Well, the good news is that world is coming to an end. And if we're lucky, really, really lucky, it, it was just the screwbilly, it was just the collapse of the dollar, that's it. If we're lucky, that's it. On the other hand, it's still going to be really difficult. And a lot of things are going to break down in the, United in the United States, assuming we don't try to trigger World War III, assuming we don't try to have some type of nuclear fucking holocaust at the end to have a going out of business party. You remember back in the 80s when, when that fucking rug store would be going out of business every fucking week? Yeah. Except for this kind of going out of business fire sale, you're not opening next week again. No, you're not. So I don't really know the thoughts of the people that run the world. We live in an oligarchic communist system. The communism is mainly for the oligarchy. They get taken care of. They get help. They get a jubilee whenever they run out of money or they fuck up the system too bad. The rest of us simply get fucked. It's why I called it the screwbilly. And, and as I said back in 2019, and I stick to my guns today... Let's hope that's just what it is. A crooked fucking robbery followed up by the collapse of the U.S. dollar. Let's hope that's the worst case scenario. A lot of people are negotiating for lesser catastrophes right now. They talk about, oh, maybe oh, if the Russians would just stop, everything would be okay. If the hackers would just stop, everything would be okay. If everybody was a social justice warrior, everything would be okay. Except for that's all fucking bullshit. Those things you just listed were meant to convince you that those were the causes. No, those were petty psyops. Those were trauma monkeys. They were mind-fucking you. And now you're going to wake up from that. You will. In the coming weeks and months, even the most stalwart, mask-wearing motherfucker will come to the realization that maybe they were fucked with on an on a epic scale. Beyond imagination, they were fucked with. Whatever you want to call 9-11, that was rookie shit compared to the COVID monkey, her monkey herpes race war pandemic. Russia, 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 right? Trump, Trump, Trump. Oh God, Biden's crazy. Yeah. So these are weird times. I want to give you an update on Rad Engineering. This is a company I have started with my partner, 5050, Justin Land, and we are working on this currently. Um, every day we have opportunities. Every day we have challenges. I have some more code I need to finish. Mainly a lot of Python code that bridges JSA to the website and bridges JSA to other systems. Not a big deal. It's just a script I have to write and I have to get it done. Um, but... The last week, I've been kind of hitting at it, hitting and missing it, and mainly because, you know, as motivated as I have been, and I have been really motivated, there's been this dark wave of energy in recent days. I can't describe it except to call it a scream. But I live in the middle of nowhere, and so I'm not talking about noise. Yeah, 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 the dogs bark, dogs always bark. I'm talking about a scream that happens at a lower, 
a lower level, a, a difficult-to-hear tone. Now, you may think, oh, Dan, you're talking crystal therapy, Ouija board, tarot card bullshit. No, I'm not. I'm talking about the skills of discernment that my Lord Jesus Christ gave me, and, they, and he gave you too, buddy. And if your hearing is good in that spiritual sense, maybe you've been hearing the screams. Maybe you've been hearing it too in the darkness of night. People screaming out in their minds, in their nightmares, why did this happen to me? But this project is one of the few things that keeps me sane. Does this mean I know we're going to succeed? Listen, we went to the Vernal Gun and Knife um, show yesterday. And I have to say I'm glad we went. We set up a dipole antenna. We set up to listen to a QSO party on JS8. And guess what? Over the coming weeks, we'll tell you what QSO and JS8 means if you need to have more details. But just for right now, JS8 and JS8 Call is software you can use to hook up an ordinary CB radio or ham radio to your computer and talk digitally. And the bandwidth currently isn't extreme. Yeah, we have to make up for 40 fucking years of tyrannical bullshit in a few months. I, I think everybody could cut us a little bit of slack. Um, but, we're, we're, but we're heading in the right direction. And if you want to know more about what we're working on, they're in the notes. There's a link to a YouTube video, and we did that one today, and you can have a sense of current status, what's going on. I can tell you, currently, we have a couple builds in the works. One is for a John out east and a John out west, and that's as much as I'll say about John. But we got a couple Johns <laughs> and a couple hookers. Oh, no, I'm kidding, Trixie. No, we have a couple dudes out there, and we're doing their builds right now, and we hope to have these things packaged up in the not-too-distant future. The good news is the two folks that are waiting on their builds are pretty cool dudes. Um, I think they understand that this is the first time. Basically, we're having to have to use, you know, very little resources to do a lot of prototype development. And the good news is we're working with people that understand the situation. My listeners know what's going on. But I do wish I had more funding. Doesn't everybody? I think that the reality is Currently, the reality we're in right now, this reality, um, this crooked sideways reality, you really do have to be working on grifter shit to get the funding or even to get people excited, okay, or even to get people who have the capacity to understand interested enough to learn. And so right now, when it comes to liberty and independence and digital freedom, there's not a lot of money because, frankly, most of the money is made from grifting and taking advantage of people and data mining their personal lives and a lot of other really just wretchedly gross shit. There's not a lot of money in empowering people. But we hope, we hope and pray we'll find somebody out there with a little bit of money that can afford to invest and we have an investment plan. No, we're not doing any crooked IPOs. That would contradict the shit I just said. But we do intend to form a kind of classic LLC with either annual or quarterly distribution. Now, what does that mean? That means as a percentage owner, if you, if you call now, so to speak, if you get in contact with us now and have enough money, and believe me, it's a pretty big threshold for most people I know, 
But if you can meet that threshold, you will have a fair percentage of the company. You will have the ability to nominate members of the board and you will participate in distributions of profit either quarterly or annually, which means that if we're making a profit next year and you have, let's say, 5%, you're going to be getting 5% of what we call the profit. And I'd say that's pretty cool, you know, because we've done some estimates and we think we can really break out. You know, assuming that things don't go too crazy. And the good news about what we're doing is even if things go completely batshit crazy, what we're doing works in that world too. What we're trying to enable is a cross radio net bulletin board system that allows people to share information. But if you really break that down, it also allows people to share pricing information. It allows people to share sale information like I have something for sale. And even though the bandwidth is re relatively narrow, it is a Lambda network. And if we keep our messages finite, there's a lot of powerful simultaneous market building that can happen in the context of, of the notes application and JS8 call. A lot of possibilities, and those things will be described and explored over the next few weeks. When we go to the, um, there's a conference, a prepper conference in Sandy, Utah, April 22nd and the 23rd, I think. We will be there doing a presentation, and I hope if anyone's in the area, they have a chance to attend. There's more information on the website, or you can e email me, uh, CEO at radengineering.tech. That's CEO at radengineering.tech. And if that email doesn't get through, I have others. Believe me, they're already doing what they can to gum up our works, but we're not going to let it get to us. Um, but if you're in Sandy, Utah, I hope to talk more about the potential for a lot of very, um, very empowering and potentially profitable barter schemes that can be implemented on the radio. Uh, barter schemes, auction schemes, various types of ways of doing selling. And the best part about it is that nobody can charge you for the airwaves. They can charge you for plugging into that cable fucking outlet. They can charge you and they can spy on you and they can put man-in-the-middle software on every freaking Cisco switch. But when it comes to the radio, they can't stop that. I mean, it's all radio. The Wi-Fi is radio. If you're, if you're using a cellular network, you're using radio. But I'm talking about the radio that they don't currently control or own completely. I'm talking about CB radio. When people say, Dan, why are you starting with CB? Why don't you do mesh? Well, two reasons. One, there are plenty of people doing mesh, and um, we would love to work with them too. Mesh is the final mile solution. So it's not going to help us. We're, we're doing over the, horizon, over the horizon stuff. We're talking about people being able to communicate thousands of miles point to point. Mesh is designed to create community networks and does not solve, which, is my, which in my opinion is the principal problem, and that is the problem of the backbone. Okay, which you don't own and I don't own, but I can promise you in some crooked way the government does own it. Oh, what? Not directly. Well, you know what? The government's a shady fucking criminal organization. It doesn't do much directly, but it tries to control a lot, okay, as crooked organizations go. So, the project is going well. I don't want to spend too much more time on it, but I just want to let you guys know. Um, watch the video.
So Ron Paul had an article that was published on Zero Hedge, and I'm going to read the article. Got to get it a bit bigger here as far as font, because I'm on my laptop without the big screen. But this article was published originally on the, on the Ron Paul Institute website, and the link is in the notes to Zero Hedge, and the headline title is, Ron Paul, Is Putin the New Coronavirus? And this is written by Ron Paul. I read on. President Biden's massless State of the Union signifies the near end of the COVID tyranny we have lived under for the past two years. Fortunately for Congress, the President and the Federal Reserve, the Ukraine-Russia conflict is replacing COVID as a ready-made excuse for their failures and a justification for the expanding of their power. Even before politicians began declaring the end of the pandemic, polls showed that rising prices were people's top, top concern, particularly the increase in gas prices. Since Russia is one of the world's leading energy producers, sanctions imposed on Russia, as well as Germany's decision made under pressure from the U.S. to shut down the Nord Stream 2 pipeline, provide a convenient excuse for rising gas prices. This is the case even though the U.S., citing the instability in world energy markets created by the Russian-Ukraine conflict, has yet to officially ban imports of Russian oil. The Federal Reserve has been planning several interest rate increases this year, even though some fear that rate increases could decrease growth and increase unemployment. The Russian crisis allows the Fed to either postpone rate increases or blame Russia for any unemployment that accompanies the rate increases. Either way, the Fed can use the crisis to deflect attention away from its responsibility for our economic problems. As of now, it appears the Fed will go through with at least a modest rate increase this month, but because of the Ukraine crisis, the increase will be smaller than previously expected. Like what, one hundredth of a percent? Who knows? It is also certain that lobbyists, excuse me, I continue to read. The Ukraine crisis also provides an excuse for Congress to do what Congress does best, increase federal spending. President Biden has requested Congress provide an additional $10 billion in emergency military aid to the Ukraine. Congress will likely quickly approve the president's request. This will not likely be the last time Congress rushes billions of emergency money to the Ukraine. It is also certain that lobbyists for the military-industrial complex are already explaining to a very receptive Capitol Hill audience why the Ukraine crisis justifies increasing the military budget to counter the threats from Russia, China, and whoever else can serve as a convenient boogeyman. It is unlikely there, there will be much resistance in Congress to a further increase, even though the U.S. already spends more than the combined defense budgets of the next nine biggest spending countries. Over the past two years, many leading internet companies did the government's bidding by deplatforming anyone who expressed skepticism of vaccines or promoted alternative treatments, even when they presented evidence to support their claims. These companies are once again helping the government by deplatforming those who question or are suspect of questioning the official narrative regarding Ukraine. 
Yet these companies' concerns with fake news have not led them to stop people from sharing widely debunked stories supporting the U.S.-backed Ukrainian government. The lockdown and mandates did more harm than the coronavirus itself. Well, Ron, the coronavirus wasn't the thing, so obviously they did. They were based on lies promoted by the government and its allies in the private sector. Yet too many Americans refused to even question the government's claims regarding the Ukraine crisis or question whether Russia is really responsible for our economic problems as, to, as opposed to a spendthrift Congress, successive spendthrift presidents, and an out-of-control Federal Reserve. The only way to stop authoritarians from using crises like these to grow their power is to make enough people understand a simple truth. Authoritarian politicians will always lie to the people to protect and increase their power. That was written by Ron Paul. Um, and, and again, I'm going to leave it to you how much you think Ron Paul is legit. In the past, in terms of discussing propaganda theory, I brought up the topic of a sheepdog. And a sheepdog in propaganda theory is someone who keeps people more or less on the reservation. But the sheepdog is really a last resort, okay? Most people stay in the Overton window. They stay focused on whatever the CNN and the Fox News tells them. But a few people might wander too far to the right or too far to the left. So you have these sheepdogs that come along and say, well, you know, this all looks interesting, but I can promise you there's nothing to see here. But here's the real problem. You see, Ron Paul is one of these, the coronavirus was kind of real people. It must have been kind of real, but he's a doctor. So if he's a doctor telling people that coronavirus was kind of real and you could take the horse dewormer to fix it, but don't worry about taking the vaccine, then he was telling a lot of half-truths. You don't need a vaccine for Bigfoot. You don't need a vaccine for Dracula. You don't need a vaccine for Frankenstein. And you don't need a fucking vaccine for whatever the fuck COVID, Rona, monkey herpes bullshit they've been feeding you for two fucking years. What Ron Paul should have said is it was complete bullshit. And let me clarify further. If you see my fat ass dribbling a basketball and shooting hoops across the street, do not jump to the sketchy conclusion that I am an NBA basketball player just because I can dribble, just because I can shoot a ball near the hoop and maybe not even make a shot. The problem with Ron Paul's reasoning and the reasoning of all these other COVID is kind of real motherfuckers is that COVID was kind of real. But the suicides, the overdoses, the untreated diabetes, the untreated heart disease, the untreated cancer, that was 100% fucking real. And I'm fairly certain more than a few governors poisoned a few old people. That was fucking real, too. And there were a lot of people's lives and businesses completely destroyed by this wretched lie. So I don't want to hear COVID was kind of real, Ron. I want you to have the fucking courage to say that by any definition of a emergency or concern, the COVID was bullshit. There are random viruses that pop up all the fucking time. If we shut down the world for every random fucking virus, we will never go anywhere. Ron. It wasn't, you know, kind of bullshit. It wasn't mostly not wrong or right or whatever. The COVID was 100% crap. 
And you should have been one of the voices very early to call it out like that. But instead, you fell on the horse dewormer, magical fucking monkey herpes. It might crawl up your butt, but it's only going to kill some old people. Bullshit bandwagon. You may not have realized this, but by partially supporting the lie, you 100% supported the scaring people to death. That's what you did, Ron. So I'm not going to call you a fucking hero. Next fucking topic. Sheepdogs. Yeah. So a friend of mine and I go back and forth on space. And, and when I say space, I mean outer space, right? So I'm going to read another article from Zero Hedge. This one, you know, I'll read it. it this one was published on March the 11th. The link is in the notes. I think it's written by Tyler Durden, whoever the fuck that is. And I read on. Headline... 62-mile high club, NASA to study sex in space, crucial to life on Mars, David Bowie, you fuck. Yes, indeed, I read on. Several scientists are pushing NASA to launch studies on sex in space as the human race prepares for off-world settlements on the moon and Mars in the coming decades. MIC reports, you know, the military-industrial complex, I don't know. A team of Canadian academics recently published a research note titled The Case for Space Sexology. They argued the space agency should study whether humans can safely reproduce in outer space. No research has explored intimate relationships, nor the human experience of sexual functions and well-being in space or space analogs, or how any of this can affect new crew performance, says Simon Dubay, a psychologist from Concordia University, told Mick. The move towards deep space and colonizing Mars, as Elon Musk hopes to do by 2050, <laughs> you'll be dead before then, buddy, should include a deep discussion about sex and space. The studies must include love, sex, and intimate relationships and impacts on human life in zero-g. As it would take seven months for astronauts to get to Mars. Seven fucking months. What a load of shit. For years, the effects of microgravity on the human body have been studied extensively. But sex has been ignored. We are primarily concerned with ensuring crew members' health and safety in space for long periods of time. A NASA representative told Mick. Should a future need for more in-depth study on reproductive health in space be identified, NASA would take the appropriate steps. But they added, we are not currently seeking proposals or considering a dedicated field or project office on this topic. Physicist and astronomer John Millis, PhD, told BuzzFeed that a male erection would be challenging in space.
Yes, a male erection would be challenging in space, though it could still technically be possible with the help of Ava Adams. Adding similar issues might affect female astronauts. Vaginal wetness could be an issue as the fluid-like sweat and tears will tend to pull at the location of secretion in the absence of gravity. This wouldn't inhibit arousal necessarily, but I imagine it would be uncomfortable or unpleasant, Millis added. With the creation of private space organizations like Elon Musk SpaceX or Jeff Bezos Blue Horizon or Pornhub's Uranus Project, it might be easier than ever for the space agency to study sex in space. Even a quickie could be examined on Richard Branson's Virgin Galactic Spacecraft. Yeah, that would be a five-minute quickie. Oh, boy. That's the article about space sex and, and how we need to fund it, the research in the sex in space. And there's another link in these notes to how the Russians threatened to leave American astronauts stuck in space. And I'm going to connect all this shit together, but, but think on this for a bit, brothers and sisters. One year before I was born, and believe me, I'm not a young fucking turnip, but one year before I was born, supposedly we landed on the moon. And then we later did it a few more times. So by the time I was like two years old, we'd been to the moon and back landing like, I don't know, five or six times, right? But we did it a couple times. We did it more than once is my fucking point. The year is 2022. If you believe any of the techno-utopian nonsense you've been fed through a fire hose since you were two years old, we should be able to pick up and grab any astronaut we need to anywhere. Now, if the argument is, well, damn, globalism, well, that's why I call it Stalinism, you dumb fuck. Because globalism has done exactly what Joseph Stalin did economically to the Soviet Union. Joseph Stalin would have whole cities that just made tractors, just make, they just make trucks, they only make tires. And you'd ask, well, why would anybody do something as stupid as that? Well... It's a great way to control people, really. I mean, it's a great way to create a kind of structural learned helplessness whereby you will always be dependent upon somebody else. You will never be independent. So if you're a piece of shit, if you're a tyrant, if you're a scumbag, it's a great grifter scheme. People told me going back in the early 90s, globalism will make sure you have everything you need. But actually, for most of my adult life, that's turned out to be total bullshit. And what we've ended up with is a lot of crap. A lot of crap we dump into the ocean, a lot of crap we put into a, a landfill. We assume it's someone else's problem because the government said it is, so don't fucking worry about it. Just hand out a leaflet to some Laotian fishing for a crab in the Duwamish River. Don't worry that there's six feet of toxic metals and probably radioactive materials in the fucking river. Just hand out a flyer that says, don't eat the fucking crab. It's 2022 Bo Blimp Talk. They should be able to save their own fucking astronauts, don't you think? I mean, we see these really cool movies of Elon Musk sending up cars and people and all kinds of crazy shit. You know, we're all happy that 
<laughs> we're all happy that Captain Kirk, you know, got to go up 60 miles and back, which isn't, it isn't orbital space. It's just a parabolic course. Something people are confused about, but that's not accidental. SpaceX. I'll tell you what, before you worry about having a three-way in orbit, probably, which, by the way, if any of the space bullshit we've been told about these space stations is true, that's already happened. There's already been a man-woman, a man-man, or a woman-woman doing space sex in orbit already. I, I promise you, any sleazy fucking corner of the planet that a man and woman can screw on, they will screw on. So if you really truly believe that no one's been banging it in orbit, I think you're fucking confused. I really do. But here's the other possibility. That space is total bullshit. Okay? That these constant wringing of the hands, there's too much space garbage, we need to study space sex, it's going to take seven months to go to Mars. Hey, look at the Challenger explode. People die in space. Like I said, brothers and sisters, during the 15th century, a shitload of people died and drowned in the Atlantic Ocean going to the New World. A shitload of people in the 15th and 16th century died crossing the fucking oceans. And, and many before that. And many after. And nobody wrung their hands for several weeks saying, well, we better stop all sailing ships because it turns out the oceans are fucking dangerous. Nobody was that fucking stupid. Probably the same reason why, when you look at paintings of the Black Plague, you don't see people, you know, you don't really see dancing nurses, do you? You see a lot of horrible pictures of, of destructive grossness, but you don't really see the bullshit we were fed on TikTok, do you? Interesting. I think those things are connected. Next topic. Fucking space, man. Space sex. Oh my god. So Zero Hedge had an article uh, on recently about how these police departments are taking their excess body armor. They're taking their excess ammo and weapons and helmets and shipping them to the Ukrainians. And it's all like, oh my God, we're trying to help our Ukrainian brothers and sisters, you know. And the problem I have with it is immediately, I thought dancing nurses. Immediately I thought, this is total bullshit. I'm not saying there aren't dumbass sheriffs and uh, police department chiefs out there packaging up shit and sending it to the Ukraine. I am certain that's happening. But I don't really believe it's some spontaneous outpouring for the Ukrainians. I think it's orchestrated bullshit. You know, the COVID was looking long in the tooth a year ago. It really was. It really was. It was looking kind of stupid and kind of ridiculous a fucking year ago. How they keep that monkey herpes psyop going is mostly about people in denial, really. And I gotta say, it is about bargaining for lesser catastrophes. If only unconsciously, people need to believe in something like the monkey herpes. Because, newsflash, there is no vaccination for famine. Okay? Dying of thirst is horrible, but it happens fast. Dying of hunger takes a couple months for a lot of people. And you will go crazy, and you will become violent, 
and people you know will become, for all intents and purposes, zombies. There is no vaccine for famine. That is why so many stupid motherfuckers are going Russia, Russia, Russia. That is why so many stupid motherfuckers are still wearing masks. Because if for a moment they had to embrace the possibility that A, the government's not going to warn you when the, when the shopping centers don't have food. That's not going to happen, A. And B, there is no cure for famine except for food. And if you have no food, there is no fucking cure. Oh, you can eat other people though, right? Fucking sending their gear to the Ukraine is just stupid. It's another one of these petty psyops to keep people confused. And it does nothing useful for anybody. But I, I continue on with this podcast, this crazy podcast. Next topic. So Zero Hedge had another article about, I don't know, I mean, you think about it, most of these news outlets, including Zero Hedge, have been scaring people to death for two years. They have. That's their whole fucking goal in life. Scare people to fucking death. And then people say, but Dan, you're talking about famine. Yes. I'm talking about the possibility that there's something you can, you can do, to, you can still do today. You can still go to the grocery store and get a bunch of dried rice and dried beans. You can still do that today. Okay, doesn't require horse dewormer, and guess what? It's still food, and food is still useful. You can go through that food and cook for yourself, but having six months of food on hand at this point in human history is simply common sense. And it's still, if you live in a city, it will only most likely make you a target after a few months. I'm sorry. You know, oh, I can trust my neighbors, can you? You can trust your neighbors who house flipped a wonderful city called Seattle into a shithole. You can trust those stupid motherfuckers. Are you fucking kidding me? You can't. They, you can't. They will turn on you. They will kill you. They will get hungry and crazy. So you can have six months of food, but you better be fucking careful and try to look hungry like everybody else. That's my advice. If, if someone asks you, do you have the food? Unless it's somebody you trust and in a city at this point, with what Facebook and Twitter have done to people. I don't know who the fuck trusts anybody. But if you think you can trust somebody, fine. Next topic. There is no vaccine for famines, though. Sorry. Sorry. So hold on to that monkey herpes fear. Because you can be afraid of race wars and Russians and Trump and Biden. You can be afraid of the magical fucking monkey herpes. And all of them have two things going for them. Apparently easy solutions and the fact that they're not real things. So your unconscious can let you go to sleep tonight. It knows the truth. Your unconscious knows the truth. But you can sleep tonight pretending that you understand what the fuck is going on. But you don't. I told people a little more than two years ago at Christmas and Thanksgiving they should stock up on food, and I got laughs and ridicule. I'm glad I missed out on the last couple, you know, Christmases for the, for the most part. I mean, I think I was at the the one in 2020. That was pretty fucking depressing. 
but I missed out on 2021 Christmas because I just don't even want to fucking have a conversation about that ever. At this point, if you're not aware of what the fuck's going on, you've got to you've got to solve your own problems, right? I can try to help people. My friend Justin, we can try to help people. But if you're still connected to a reality that is moving away from the truth at 10% the speed of light, then buddy, you got to help yourself first. You got to turn back. No, so Zero Hedge had an article about scary spiders. There are parachuting spiders coming up and down the East Coast, but the study says, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry, because they're just parachuting spiders. Yes, they're big and ugly. They're going to fall from the sky up and down the East Coast, motherfucker. But don't worry, it's no big deal. Oh, you know, I'm not even going to spend any more time on that. That's a lot of fucking scare people to death bullshit. Here's a quote from Dr. Freckles. Don't throw out the baby with the bathwater. I don't know about babies, but bathwater is hard to find. <laughs> oh, Dr. Freckles, you're so fucking dark. Don't throw out the baby with the bathwater. There are babies. People kill them and dump them every single day. But don't throw out the bathwater. We can reuse that shit, fucker. There's soap in there. There's warm water. Maybe there's urine. We don't care. Yes, don't throw out the baby with the bathwater. I don't know about babies. But bathwater is hard to find, Dr. Freckles. Next topic. Actually, I have something here on ideal markets and the stuff we're doing with JSA, but I'm going to skip this for now because it's more, I got to do more thinking on it. Um, and this thing about secrets, I don't want to really read it. You can read it. I don't care. It's a Dr. Freckles quote. You know, you can, you can do that yourself. It's funny. There are a lot of products that have special names. I, I, I went to the, I went to the, um, the airport about 10 years ago. And I went to the airport and I sat down and I had what they call, I think they called it Chipotle. Like, or, or what was that Mexican restaurant? Chipotle, Tex-Mex. Could have been something else. It was some type of chain Mexican restaurant at the airport. And on the menu at the airport, it had the word fresh. And it had a trademark the word fresh they said all the food was fresh they spelled it p-h-r-e-s-h yes it's fresh fresh food fresh vegetables I asked a waitress the airport waitress 
She was strung out on meth. I said, what does this mean? What does this mean, baby? And she didn't know. She shook her head. Or maybe she was shaking from meth withdrawals. I went to this other place a few years later, and they said they sold food. They spelled it F-U-U-D. Trademark. I asked him, what's in food? What's in food? They said it's something tasty that you can fucking eat. I said, what's in the food? And he said, it's good for you. You can eat it. And I just, I said, I'm not eating here. I don't need your food. The place where I'm living, they have dogs. And they have to buy dog food. And they, they bought some Purina. And the last couple days, the dogs haven't really loved their Purina. And I thought about it. They can't really call it pure, can they? Like, I don't know how most dog food gets made, but I will tell you, if there was a little bit time left in this Boblimp Talk age of ours, I'd want to do a documentary on dog food. Like a real dig below the fucking dirt, get to know things, the truth about dog food. Because I'm kind of convinced that dogs are being fed and cats are being fed a lot of fucking poison. Even, even the fashionable brands, they're being fed some crap. I can't prove it. I'd like to study it. Because I kind of think that that would explain a lot of these dogs getting sick, really. And if their bodies are having the same immune system reaction to poison that most humans are having, that also means that could explain the obesity. But again, Purina. You can't call it pure, but you can call it Purina. What's in here? Well, it's Purina. Well, what's Purina? Well, that's trademark. That's protected. So you're saying there's Purina in... Yeah, it's Purina. It's in there. Well, what's Purina? You can't know. You can call it Purina, but you can't call it pure. You can call it, you know, fresh with a PH, but you can't say it's actually fresh food. And you can use the word food as long as it's spelled F-U-U-D. But believe me, your, your kidneys are going to crash. You're going to kill your liver. With, if you eat food. Oh, and then there's Bo Blimtalk. With Bo Blimtalk, you're promised a guy named Bob or Bo. You're promised a blimp. And you're promised a talk. So somebody expects TikTok and blimps and a guy named Bob, or Bo, and what does it really promise? Well, you don't know what Bo Blimp Talk promises. Maybe it's a clock going tick-tock, tick-tock, like you're in a blimp filled with hydrogen gas, and you're going to get blowed up, Bob. Bo Blimp Talk. Trademark.com, right? Except for when GoDaddy fucks you. Amon Bhutani, you fuck. Next topic. But I, I, I would say this. If you own a dog or a cat, 
These are very tough times ahead because you're going to have to find out a way to get food for your dog or cat. If you're a single woman living in a city and you're good looking and you have a cat, your problems will probably solve themselves if you know what I mean. Wink, wink. I'm just saying that boyfriend who treats you like crap, well, he can end up in a blender. Or that girlfriend if you're, you know, lesbian. Or if you're not, but you have a cat. I don't care. The blender and the cat. The cat will eat the food, dude. It, Cats will eat it, especially if you can put something in there that more or less convinces them that it wasn't people. But they'll eat it, yeah. You can you can solve your cat problem with people, but I don't think it's easy for dogs to do that. I think it really does take a lot of starvation. And by that point, your dog's looking at you, you know, ugh. Yeah. Like, is it Ramsey Bolton? <laughs> in In a... <laughs> Game of Thrones, Ramsey Bolton has to face his own starving dogs, and they chew they chew him up pretty good. They probably go for the tasty bits first. Next topic. So, I I am talking about, um, how can I put this? I talk about famine because I think it's a real concern. And you should do your own research. I, I don't think the monkey herpes is a real concern. It's possible that famine is not a real concern. I don't see the downside of stocking up on food. It doesn't have to scare your fucking neighbor to death. Six months, if you believe the globalist bullshit, is not a lot of food. So there is no real downside to being a, a little bit cautionary. And I live in Utah. The Mormons have been doing this shit for more than 100 years. So it isn't the worst idea in the world to have a little bit more food. You don't have to scare your fucking neighbors if they ask what you're doing. Just say, I'm getting a little bit more food. That's something they can do too. Doesn't require, the, require them to put on a fucking mask. Doesn't require them to take some crooked fucking vaccination doesn't require them to give up any of their fucking rights at all. But you don't even have to tell them, all right? You don't have to tell them. Famine has been a feature of human existence for thousands of years. I know, I know, you've been led to believe it's in the rearview mirror. That's a nice fantasy. In, in statistical terms, I think it's crazy. But again, if you want to believe that bullshit, go ahead. I can tell you, in my opinion, that the food you eat today is a lot of crap. So in a sense, there's already been a famine in this Norman Borlaug paradise. It is the crappy, toxic food that most people eat every fucking day. But the famine where that food isn't even there, I think that is coming. And I think it's pretty fucking close. And I don't think the government or anyone is going to give you any fucking warning at all. And there's a good chance a lot of the food you're already eating is coming from warehouses. You know, for all that Alex Jones, Obama bought 12 gazillion rounds of ammo. What if the real truth is they've been stockpiling food for 10 years, knowing exactly what's coming? And a lot of it is warehouse food. And yes, you can store food for a long fucking time. You can. It, it's going to taste different, but you can do it. There are people out there, and, and I'm not one of them, 
who will say things like, I believe famine is a concern and God told me. Well, here's the deal. God didn't tell me anything, all right? I, I speak to God, I pray to God, and, and I think the Lord in his own way leaves a mysterious breadcrumb trail for everybody. Everybody who has faith in Jesus gets help. You have to open your mind, you have to be willing to listen a little bit, but out there is a message from Jesus. It's out there. But I've never received a message saying, it's the end of the world. Um, somebody sent me an email recently telling me about a catastrophe. And the basic argument was, God told me about this. And it was one of these catastrophes that people do. It wasn't, there's going to be a solar flare. It wasn't, there's going to be a volcano going off. It was the crooked bullshit people do. Now, if you look at the Old Testament and the New Testament, does God warn of, of crooked bullshit from other people? Yes, the, the Lord does. But, he, but he, warns, he warns prophets. This is the thing you got to be careful of. In general... I would say, when the Lord warns a prophet, there's choices that can be made. And there are choices that are within the reach of the prophet, okay? Within the reach of, the, of possibility, you know? It's kind of like, um... Jonah. The book of Jonah is one of my favorite books. And, I, and you know, people debate, was Jonah a real person? Was there ever a Nineveh? I don't need to go into that. But the story of Jonah is of a, a prophet that doesn't really want to be one and doesn't really want to help the people in Nineveh, but basically gets pushed and pulled the, all the way to Nineveh to basically convince the people of Nineveh, you got to change your ways. I'm summarizing the book of Jonah, but that's the guts of it. I think people need to be careful. Like, if I tell you I think a famine's coming, I'm not saying I know a famine's coming. I don't. I don't have certainty. And when I talked about the Scrubilee in 2019, I did talk about it with certainty, but only because every single alarm bell seemed to be going off. The only thing I didn't see was, was the level to which they would use mind control, trauma-based mind control to keep people under control. I didn't see that. I didn't see the global austerity. I didn't see them scaring people to death. I I knew they were capable of it, I just didn't see it. And, and that was my mistake. But I pretty much saw everything else. But did I see it in the sense that God told me? No. I applied the logic and reason every person has. I looked at the facts, I ignored the things I think you could pretty much ignore, and I asked basic questions like, how could this be true? What are the circumstances under which it could be true? And I started from a position, and I stick with it, that a lot of the media is heavily manipulated. So you gotta be careful. If you see an article about some horrible thing in China, ask yourself this question first. Who benefits from this fear? Who benefits from this crazy, okay? It might be true. I have no way to verify it, but the fact that they put the spotlight on this story tells you about what's going on. You know, we're still getting stories out of China. We're still getting stories out of China about cities being locked down and shut down and all this other crap because of the monkey herpes. But then we have people here saying the monkey herpes is over. And these are the same motherfuckers who said China did it the right way. You try to figure out that logic in your head. On the one hand, we're being told China did it the right way, but we get to shut down, we get to open up soon. But on the other hand, China's still battling city after city. Listen, I don't believe any 
of the monkey herpes story is true. So the question, one of the questions I ask myself every fucking day, what the fuck is really going on in China? It's not the monkey herpes, all right? If you're still spreading that shit, shut the fuck up. So what the fuck is really going on, all right? What is it? If you know, tell me. If you think nothing's going on, then that leads me to believe the psyops are mostly about fucking with Americans. Because I've had people talk to friends in Australia, and they'll compare the version of reality we get about Australia with the version of reality their friend who lives there is actually fucking experiencing. And these two versions do not match up. So who the fuck is telling the truth? The person I've met in person, the person I've you know, shook hands with, the person I love, the person I know personally, or do I trust some random news outlet that tells me all of Australia is in lockdown harumph harumph? We can use our, our logic and reason to grok through this to some extent, and you can call yourself an amateur Sovietologist if it matters, you know, once all your social media has crashed and your phone no longer works, um, that's fine. But we need to be fucking careful when we invoke the name of God in any of this, okay? What I can tell you is what I told you the other day, and this is really fucking important. Don't blame or hold God responsible for the stupid shit people do. The Lord gave us every fucking opportunity to do it the right way. The fact that we choose to do it the wrong way is not something the Lord intended or desired. So if we're talking about the Russians or EMPs or nuclear war, we're talking about wretched human bullshit. And frankly, I think when we're talking about cancer, we're talking about the outcomes of wretched human bullshit. And I know for a fact, when we talk about homelessness and the economic situation we're in, we're talking about wretched fucking human bullshit. So don't spend any time blaming God for that crap. It doesn't help. No matter how good times get or bad times get, this human bullshit is our fault, okay? And we need to work on it. But we need to stop blaming God. Blaming God becomes a fucking crutch. Oh, well, the economy's crashing, so God must want that. There's some magical monkey herpes, so it must be related to God's plan. If an EMP goes off or a nuke goes off, it must be somehow connected to God. No, it's connected to human bullshit. Okay? We were and are given every opportunity to live the kingdom life, according to Jesus Christ. We have all the instruction we need in the Bible to do the right thing. If we do the wrong thing, let's take responsibility. You know, I think the Lord in heaven would be overjoyed if one of the things we all did collectively, including your friend Dan, is if we took responsibility for our shit instead of directing it towards God. How about that? You know, don't don't go to God to stop EMPs and nukes. Take some fucking control. Don't go to God to stop grifting and shit. You got to stop grifting yourself. If you're out there doing financial grifts right now, I don't care if it's Bitcoin, crypto bullshit, helium sideways up the butt. If you're doing some type of crap just to earn a buck and you don't care who you financially rape, that's not God. That's a wretched human being doing wretched shit. Stop it. I don't expect rad engineering to get some big, whatever, angel investor. And I'm not even sure I'd want one because most of these angels are demons now. Um, they're not angels when it comes to money. But what we're trying to do is help people. Help ourselves 
We're trying to build a business. We're trying to build value, build a customer base, and also, as I said, help people. We want people to get over the kind of helplessness, helplessness they have now in a lot of cases when it comes to technology, and it's why they become so dependent upon others. We need to stop it. It doesn't mean every single person has to be an electrical engineer. That doesn't have to be like that, okay? But it does mean we all have to take some more responsibility for the tools we use. Or as I've said in the past, if you don't use the tool, the tool's using you, baby. So this has been a Planetary Status Report podcast. Maybe a little too angry at times, right? But at least we got to talk about space sex, right? That's, that's, that's nice. Yeah, this has been a pretty good podcast. If you ever find yourself heading towards a bunker late at night, the alarms have gone off and told you World War III is here, World War III is here, grab your puppy, grab your kitty, grab your food and head to the bunker. And in that bunker is a man or a woman or a man-man or a woman-woman, doesn't really matter, but some sexy other you're into and you meet that person in the bunker. And there's a rocket ship. And the rocket ship is labeled love. Make sure you bring your outer space jelly. If you want to escape the oblivion of destruction, get into that rocket ship, head towards Mars. It's going to take seven months, baby. You're going to have to, like, you know, you're going to have to do it, baby, on that spaceship for seven months. And you won't make it happen without KY's outer space jelly. It's a new kind of jelly. It's really sticky. It's going to keep you lubricated while you're making love in outer space, baby. So get on your spaceship of romance. Get on the love boat, the Space Express. Captain Elon Musk is calling you aboard to drama and romance. I'll meet you on the Lido deck, baby. Just make sure you bring your outer space KY jelly.